fuck is going on? Well, it's Friday. It's cold. It's New York. Oh, I shouldn't say it's Friday. It's Should Friday. start again? <laughs> no, it's Friday, motherfuckers. That's when we're taping this. Deal okay. with it. A Friday. It. Any okay. Friday It's in history. It's uh, this next Friday. Yeah. I think it's the Black Friday right after Jesus was born. So he's like one. He's not quite one. Wow. And wow. everyone's cramming their donkeys into Walmart and I don't know. beating what, the what shit out happened? of each other. What are you doing? I don't know. History. History. Okay. Sober history. <laughs> Sudafed history. <laughs> As I just told you, I took a 12-hour Sudafed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So did I. For excitement. And, uh, I did um, it for sinuses. but I, was, I don't have, I don't suffer from any of that. Yeah. And I was just saying I to do. somebody the other day, like, ugh, it's allergy season. I'm not personally affected by seasonal allergies, but I'm so bored <laughs> by everyone <laughs> talking about their fucking allergies. <laughs> Because apparently I lack empathy. I'm sure if I if I had the, the allergy thing that bothers people in New York in the spring, I would yep. I would be more. Hey, Lori, nice. I grew up with allergies. Mm. Uh, spent most of my childhood not being able to breathe through my nose. Total mouth breather mm. by necessity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I discovered Sudafed, and it's been a big part of my life. I love Sudafed. And while you were talking, I just took a micro nap. So thank you. Great. <laughs> uh, so what did you do last night, and why are you so hyped up on life? Um, uh, well, Sudafed is the answer to why I'm mm-hmm. hyped up mm-hmm. on life, and mm-hmm. it'll change about 7 p.m. tonight. <laughs> I took a 12-hour, the one that you have to show your driver's license yeah, to yeah, purchase. Yeah. Now, I also do that to make meth, so it's mm, nice. Yes, so it, yes. I both consume How? meth and... And have sinus problems, so it works out. How much Sudafed would you have to buy at Dwayne Reed under so assumed names? Like, I don't know, like boxes and it boxes. It seems crazy, but I guess that's why the controls are in place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest in making meth. Um, okay. I am hopped up on life. What did I? Uh, what am I? What's going on? Last night I went to a party which had a terrible name, and thank God the host or the person that invited me said this party has a terrible name. Are you the name say of the it? party, yes, the okay. name of the party was the Interesting People Party. No, I'm into it. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. And I was like, is this a, you know, is this one of those things where everyone's actually super boring because who else would come to this thing? But I'm also a little bit flattered that you would invite me. You must think I'm interesting. Yeah, you're interesting. Sure. Um, it turned out to be interesting. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, it was in a, uh, a an apartment that is in contract in Manhattan, three bedroom, three bath apartment on okay. West 11th Street. I know this means nothing to people who don't live in New York or give a fuck about real estate, which is everybody. Uh, but this apartment was in contract for just under six million dollars. No, in contract, it's being sold. It's been sold, and oh. they're you know they're, everyone's hoping all the money shuffles the right way, sure. and the attorneys can all agree with each other. I and guess what that that's what that means. Was this an illegal party, or was this, it the current owner having a party? The broker allowed the oh, organizers of this yeah, party, yeah, yeah. which I think is insane. Uh, but I loved it. Uh, they let them have this party at this. I guess they figured they're interesting people who also will behave well around an apartment that was furnished, and I'm not kidding, entirely in white things. There were white rugs. There wow, was wow, all the furniture wow, was wow, white. Wow, wow. Everything was white. They didn't serve red wine for that reason, but you also did not have to take your shoes off. And they were letting people sit on all the beds. So hmm. I feel like they should burn the building down after the party and then be like, sorry, I know you were in contract. Do you think it was an insurance scam? I don't know what it was. I took some pictures at the party and sent them to a friend who said, get out of there. You're going to be killed because there were no people in the pictures, only like Patrick Bateman's, you know, 2018 version of Patrick Bateman's apartment. It was beautiful. Uh, So were there interesting people there? There were, uh, including a woman who works for NASA. Oh, oh she, I was just in NASA. I, I, I wanted was just there. I wanted to drop the name of your friend to Aww. her, but I couldn't remember what it was, and then I would that wow. I wouldn't have had anything to say because I'm like I don't actually know that person. Well, let's let's shout out AJ. AJ. Oh, hey, bud. AJ uh, De Gregorio. Yeah, perfect. Great. You said Who follows it me on Twitter. Yeah, he's a good guy. He is phenomenal, and we'll get back to your interesting people party mm-hmm. uh, or special people's club, whatever we're going to call it, mm-hmm. in, in just a second. But uh, over spring break. Took the kids down, uh, and my wife, we, we went down to Washington, D.C. for a few days. And, and the most important thing we did was a behind-the-scenes tour hmm. of NASA, hmm. Goddard Space Center, mm-hmm. with A.J. Wow. And A.J.'s brilliant and doing incredible things. And he was a delight. And he bought me Peruvian chicken Wow. Well, for lunch. He excellent. bought my entire family lunch. 
that is well when you work for nasa no i don't think that's no, the I'm case i mean it, he took us into uh took us into nasa and we got to see the lab where he makes satellites and where they're going to use bioluminescence to figure out about life on mars and he's incredible wow. he's absolutely incredible now what is a person like this doing following the likes of you and me on twitter is what i want to know uh, I he think seems he, better than us he is Mm -hmm. He's way better. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he know he knows interesting people, well, right? And yes. he knows to follow them. And we are. Well, you are. Uh, maybe sometimes. Uh, if I'm on enough Sudafed, I'm super interesting. Uh, so I met this lady who is an astronomer, but also does uh, communications for NASA. She mm -hmm. was lovely. Her name was Michelle. Shout out to Michelle. Didn't get her last name, uh, but she knows who she is. Uh, and and I met the two men who had staged the apartment for sale and, and were also there at the party being interesting. Were they interesting? About, they were. They work for a company that has a massive warehouse full of furniture. And when you want your high-end apartment staged, yeah. they bring in all the shit. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. And there was there were little adorable past things most of which i said no to by f that i mean food uh most of which i said no to but there were some mushroom tarts that really i kept i kept coming back to mm -hmm. there was a shrimp that tasted good but i regretted it just because it was it felt barbaric to bite on a shrimp standing in front of a person who's holding a tray under your mouth in case a shrimp bit falls or onto the white carpet <laughs> how would you know you wouldn't right Thank i mean you. shrimp are pretty translucent yeah, yeah. um who else was interesting there? There were some people on the list that I saw that I looked at the list at yeah, the door. Yeah. There were some people on the list who were interesting who did not show up. Can you? Uh, one of people? whom is a very high profile chef. Okay. Uh, who do you know this is, chef? I do. Okay. Have uh, you who is worked with a chef? Uh, adjacent to. Okay. He's very well loved and, um, I, I was like, there's no way this guy is coming. All he right, is let's very busy. Can I, can we guess? Yes. Will you say if I guess? Um, I will say with the caveat that maybe this doesn't make it into the final. It's fine. It's not. I mean, I don't. Bobby Filet. No. Daniel Balut. No. Um. Uh, Thomas Keller. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But in that same oh, rarefied air. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. I don't know. I'm a friend of Tony. Oh, I'm a Buddhist. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, uh, our neighbor, yes. right next door, Eric Mr. Repair. Repair. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I would. He's interesting. He is interesting, and I did not fault him for not showing up. I myself was like, I'd like to go home and go to bed, but I'm yeah. going to go to this party. So he's got a Michelin three star restaurant to run, yeah. and who knows what other things. He's a very busy guy, so I was not surprised that he did not tootle on down to the West Village for a interest an interesting people party. So I saw him on the street one day. Uh huh. Uh, outside of his restaurant, mm -hmm. not as tall as I am. And I was shocked mm -hmm. because I think he's probably, I imagine him to be seven feet tall. Yeah. How he's tall not. are you? Seven feet. Yeah, I'm seven. Okay. Full so he seven. was like, he's like a 6'11". Well, Must close. be hard for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's genetics. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Tony Bourdain is nine feet tall, so right. everyone right, looks, right, right. you know, short right. next to him. So. Uh, and then also... This woman may have been there, and I will admit to not knowing what she looks like, but I definitely know her work, and that is uh, Esther Perel, who writes a lot about relationships. Well, let's um, look her up. I'm going to Google her. We normally uh, don't do that on, on uh, Carb Face, but uh, I'm going to Esther. Uh-huh. Perel. She's oh, I see. Oh, French. she was the first mm -hmm. person to come up. Oh, she looks very... She's a Belgian psychotherapist. Can I see her? Oh, she's Belgian. Yeah. Of course, those Belgians. I don't believe she was there, right. but at some point I hid in a in a in a smaller room as of course I always do at every party. First I found the only of the one of the three bathrooms that locked and uh which is wow. weird, right? Well, I guess if you're it's your house. You can yeah. shit wherever you want. They probably shit with their door open. Yeah. When yeah. they aren't guests. That's what I would do. I mean, yeah. Leave it wide open. Yeah. Or just throw a party around that concept. Uh -huh. Nope. <laughs> uh, so she may have been there, but I, at some point I left the crowded room to stand in the less crowded room. Uh, and I also, the person who invited me was a 25-year-old, someone to watch. His name is Matthew Carlstrom. He is a What's very, he is a, he works for Big Think, which is the website uh, slash 
I don't know, video platform yeah. that hosted this party. And, um, well, I will say he came at me as a fan of my writing. So I was wow. like, first of all, uh, you wow, wow, wow. friends forever. Uh, he's young and he is very smart and he has a lot of good things to say. And he is a writer himself. Well, and what's I, his I name again? Say, say it again. Someone to watch. Okay. And Matt, he was interesting. He was interesting. Okay. Yes. He talked about all kinds of great things that I... I got to say, I, maybe I don't always give 25-year-olds the credit that they deserve because I feel like anyone who's younger than me and has any accomplishments is someone that I need You're to angry destroy. Them. Now, uh, Matt? Carlstrom, C-A-R-L-S-T-R-O-M, which if that isn't a name straight out of the upper Midwest of the United States, I don't know what is. Yeah. No, he's but I don't know where he's from. All right, so you can follow Matt at... Matt underscore big think mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, but it's coming up in Arabic. So I think I just did something <laughs> wrong. Well, maybe I'm not. Maybe to I'm not. Maybe he's writing he in Arabic. Maybe. I don't know. To my knowledge, he writes in English and okay. grew up in, in, in the United States. Uh, and I hope I'm not telling tales out of school, but both of his parents were national park rangers. Wow. So he had all kinds of interesting experiences that I think most of us have not had. Is that Matt with a scarf? It is. Okay. Yes. All right. So we've got him. It's Matt Carlstrom. He is an interesting person. Uh, he's a producer at Big Think, and you can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt underscore Big Think, T-H-I-N-K, mm-hmm. in case you can't tell I'm <laughs> I'm pronouncing it. It's not Big Thing. That's a different mm-hmm. website. That's a, yes. It's a, yes. a very different website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt might be on that website. I don't yeah. know. And it's a legitimate website that, you know, we... <laughs> <laughs> First <laughs> Amendment. Where are you going with protections? That? All right, I, I don't fine. know. I, I great. Uh, I was going to go terrible. Okay. Uh, so there we go. Um, what did you learn from Matt? Uh, well, I learned about the life of a of a national park ranger, and I also learned that a lot of people look at government employees as freeloaders. Yep. According to yep. him. Uh, also that, you know, there are, uh, that George Bush of W Bush of all people before he left office protected, uh, vast stretches of Pacific coastline, wow. which I think got buried in all the other really terrible things yeah, that he did. Yeah, the criminal things that were yeah. happening, sure. Um, as, as did President Obama, no surprise, um, and that those things are now under threat, um, by our current sham leadership in what do the you White mean? House. Who? <laughs> Who? Who's that? On Carface, we support our president. No, we don't. Oh, is okay, there a, is there is there a presidential pet? I don't think so. Right, that guy does not. I don't think. If he had a pet, he would put ketchup on it. Uh, so that was exciting. And then I went down to Superiority Burger. How do you feel about that? I feel great about Would it. You, why did you go there? I went there because uh, we are going to interview. Yeah. Or perhaps yeah. have already interviewed, depending on when this airs. We don't know. Brooks, well, it definitely will be have going to because it's yeah. not airing in the next 10 minutes. And right. that's about when we're going to see That's Brooks. true. And Brooks is bringing us food right this second. I know. It's so exciting. It's exciting. Yes. Uh, so I went there because I hadn't been there and um, I wanted to see what it was all about. And uh, I it was managed to get a table, which is a, sort of a feat because there are not very many tables and it is a small space and most people take their stuff to go and eat it crouched over a fire hydrant on east 9th street in manhattan uh but i got a table and i got some great food and i want you to tell our listeners about the great food okay. all the things that you had okay they're here so i have to go down and get them okay and bring them up right. can you do a monologue i would be happy to do a monologue they're gonna be great okay okay bye all right i'm still yes yeah, okay what, what did you eat laurie <laughs> so i had to have the burger the the uh, signature superiority burger because of course obviously um, and Brooks says in his book, it is not meant to replicate a burger, and that is very true. Uh, it is not re- meant to replicate a meat burger. It is, its ho- it is a whole other thing. Uh, and it is made of, and I wrote it down because I knew I wouldn't remember, this burger is made of farro, barley, quinoa, and brown rice. It has lettuce, it has a little special sauce on it, it comes on a squishy Martin's potato bun, it is delicious. I also tried the Sloppy Dave, uh, which is a sort of tomato-y, 
sandwich that you assemble yourself on a bun. I liked it a lot. I think I, I the burger to me was the was the the more um, satisfying sandwich. But I will also say that it was my friend who got the sloppy Dave, and so I didn't get to really dig into it in the same way. Uh, I got the charred broccoli salad, which uh, I barely shared with my friend. I was kept trying to sort of edge it away uh, closer to my mouth and away from anything that wasn't my mouth. Um, loved it. And there's a lot of components in there, and we'll talk about this with Brooks and with Chris. But I think that you should make it at home if you want to, if you have the time, if you have the passion. But also I think you should recognize and uh, appreciate that restaurant food, uh, there's a lot going on there. And it's the structure of kitchens and uh the way just the way things are set up that there are you know a dozen different sauces and little prepped things and chopped herbs and all of this stuff at your disposal when you're working in a restaurant uh that that are just made every day as as a part of doing business and if you're making an isolated dish at home that has all these components you may start to feel like wow, this is a lot of work for a broccoli salad. And you should, again, you should still make it. You should do the work. It's satisfying to do these things. But you should also let that be a reminder to you that the work that people do in restaurants is not just heating shit up a lot of it, unless it's a bad restaurant. But a restaurant like Superiority Burger, people are taking a lot of care to make things more delicious than possibly you would be able to make at home. So support restaurants. They need you. Um, what else? The crispy potatoes. Uh, I, I ate a few of those with a tremendous amount of guilt, but also an equal, uh, equally tremendous amount of satisfaction and happiness. They were delicious. And I think that's it. I did not stay for the gelato. Uh, I was too full, but I will go back for the gelato. And that is my superiority burger monologue. Is there anything else that I should talk about while Chris goes through the very arduous process of checking guests in through security in this behemoth midtown Manhattan building that we are so lucky to be recording in? I have some candy in front of me that I brought. Uh, It's fizzy cola gummies and Smurfs gummies. They are gross and also fantastic. I have a store in my neighborhood called Lemon Farm that is a corner grocery store. It does not sell alcohol. It only recently started selling ice cream and they need to work out the kinks of their terrible little freezer because I bought some ice cream from there, some Halo Top, all right, I'll be honest. And it was iced up and gross in the way that thawed and refrozen um, ice creams and sorbets sometimes get when they are in a shitty freezer. So I want to say to Lemon Farm, get your shit together or do not bother with the ice cream. If you are not going to do it right, do not do it or sell it at half price. Uh, but anyway, Lemon Farm, great store. They Most of the candy that they sell seems to have fallen off a truck in Turkmenistan in approximately 1989 which is to say it's candy I've never seen before. It's chocolate of a very dubious uh, quality. It often has anemic looking cartoon animals on the labels and it is price to move and I have certainly bought a lot of it in my day. Uh, But they also have a, a big wall of gummies and they're all sort of strange and the Smurfs to me are the weirdest. the, the, the weirdest of what they had today. Maybe the Smurfs are not that weird. I don't know. The Smurfs in general, I, I think, are so European. All right, they're coming in, so I'm going to stop talking. Hey, uh, we have a guest with us. Ooh, that you wasn't s- you me. You squeaked. That was the chair. You squeaked. I know. It's the chair. We have squeaky chairs. Hi, Brooks. Hello. You, know, you were taking a drink. Take your drink. <laughs> right, yeah. Go back. It's, it's, it, I'm, I'm good. I'm sorry. How are you, Brooks? I'm good. How are you guys? I think we're pretty good uh, because you brought us uh, beautiful bags of food. Right. Well, I was coming from work, so I figured that it, was would be, really it would be weird if I didn't bring some food. So, you know, 
Well, Lori brought you food as well. She brought you gummies. We'll get yeah. to the gummies in a second. We're going to do a... Where are we with this? Are we with Haribo, Haribo? Where are we falling? I don't know. I heard you say Haribo, and then I was scared to ever say the, any of it I've, again. I've always thought Har- Haribo. 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 That sounds but right. I don't really know. I'm not sure. I've never really uh, delved so, or yeah. researched it. It's urine, Although, right? It's I German. do know that the ones in Europe yeah. are, are exponentially better. In quality and variety and, and fla- in every way. Flavor uh-huh. And flavor and texture and everything. So, But have you had the Fizzy Cola, which is my favorite? I love the Fizzy Cola, uh, yeah. They're so good. Yeah, they're All very right. good. All right. Well, we'll have to go to Europe. Yeah. European listeners, let us know. How are your <laughs> Haribo? Most things are better in Europe. I'm th- I, as, I, as I was saying that, I was like, that's subject to a lot of, of argument. Yeah, lot but going. what are some things in Europe that are better than, than other things besides the gummy candies? Healthcare. Healthcare, chocolate, transportation, yeah, <laughs> fashion. Yeah. No, not always yeah. fashion. Life expectancy, <laughs> maternity leave, paternity leave. Not what popular else? music, though, by and large. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know. Are we? St- are we? You're st- the musician. Let us know. How do, how do you feel about European music? Like popular music? Like, sure. Um, or not? Um, uh, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure what's popular in Europe or yeah, anywhere. That's right okay. Now, so. And are we still counting question. the UK as part of Europe? It seems like they're on. The, like they may. They may reconsider their Brexit thing. Not. This is not a show about politics. It is now. <laughs> it is. And I have got no facts to back that up. But that was something I read briefly. They may reconsider. Okay. Anyway, sorry. we'll keep our listeners <laughs> updated as the Brexit. Yeah. Approaches yeah. or doesn't approach. Uh, Brooks, do you mind introducing yourself? You are Brooks Headley. <laughs> yes, I'm and Brooks how, Headley. How would I know you? Um, I am the owner operator of Superiority Burger. Yep. On East 9th Street in the East Village, which is a six to nine seat um, restaurant. Guess who got a table last night? Who? Lori. Oh, yeah? You just got to be able to work the room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just stood there long enough, and then the people, two people left the window seat, and my friend and I just ducked in there and took it. So you told our listeners while we were gone, while I was gone, uh, getting our guests what what you had. Do you mind repeating it? And what did you love? Loved everything. Okay, good answer. Had the burger, the charred broccoli. Uh, My friend had the sloppy Dave, which I... Uh, got in on a little bit. We had the crispy potatoes. I think that's it. And then he also had a burger. We ate. We ate, we went big, and then we did not have room for gelato, so we have to go back. Mm. But um, I was going to bring you guys some ice cream, but I figured it would melt by the time I got to Midtown. So I mean, does not travel well. Thank you for coming all the way to Midtown. <laughs> I know this is not pleasant. <clears throat> I usually don't leave a. I have a radius. I live a, about a block and a half from the restaurant, and oh wow, there are months will go by where I. The only places I go are my apartment, the restaurant, and Union Square to go to the market. So. Mm. All right. Well, well, <laughs> Will, get up here. Come here, Will. All right. We have, we have a fourth person in here, and he's giggling quietly. Will. Will, get, we don't have a mic, so you have to come stand beside me. Get over here. We have a publicist in the room, marketing person. What do we call you, Will? No, we call you my Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter friend. Right, right. Yeah. Who are you? Will. Why are you here? i uh, just, you know, supporting my author. And, and I, I was also, you know, starstru- starstruck. Sure, you wanted to meet me. I yes. get it. I get it. Oh, you meant Lori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, go sit down. Okay. Okay, bye. The rule is if a publicist comes in, we make them present, talk about Yeah, themselves. we embarrass them is and shame them. This is the first time this ever happened. But it's a rule now. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Just starting a precedent. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Will and I have been friends for a while on Twitter. So, and LinkedIn as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, you're going to the Beard Awards. Who are you going for? Oh, Stella Parks. Oh, Stella Parks, our friend. Stella Parks is great. She's amazing, right? Totally. Have you used her book? Her book is great. Her um, book is brilliant. Yeah, she came yeah. in, hung out with us for an hour and ate a bunch of food at the restaurant a couple weeks ago. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Like there's t- like she, one of her recipes like for milk duds, like yes. homemade milk duds, yes. like her whole concept of the recipe is like as a pastry chef, you're supposed to like caramelize sugar till it's like black mm-hmm. if you're going to make ice cream or whatever. But in her recipe for that, I'm not sure if it's in the book or if it was just online, but it's like you need to get like a true milk dud sensation 
you don't want to do that. Mm. And that's like, in a way, that's sort of like Counter. contrarian yeah. and sort of like revolutionary to the caramelization of sugar things. But she also caramelizes actual sugar in the oven until it's, while it's still dry, and then uses that to bake things. Wow. Bake things, and that's, I don't know, I've been doing this for 20 years, I never thought of that. So yeah. That's fucking cool. Uh, finding new ways, doing the unexpected, maybe not subversive, but maybe subversive sometimes, that feels right up your alley. Um, sure. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. Let's, yeah we, uh, is sure. that okay? That's okay. But is it yeah. conscious subversion, or is it just like, this is this is what I'm doing, and I'm not interested in what the what the you know the um, status it, quo. It depends on the uh, maybe it depends on the the context of the particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you've got a new cookbook out. Yes. At this point, it's coming out. Not quite. Yeah. We're What's real close in June. Pub date. Will. June. Will. 5th. June fifth. Are you sure? June fifth. <laughs> You want to double check? Uh, June 5th, uh, Lori and I both cook from it. Love it. I made the burger. Cool. I made some cucumbers. Right on. Did some beans. Cool. Fed it to my kids. Everybody loved it. Excellent. So good job. Thank you. It's a fun book. It's a fun read. What do you make, Lori? I made the new creation because I'm super into Yuba right now. Um, And it was great. And I, I had, I, yeah. Delicious. Uh, I made the uh, tahini ranch. Tell me the name of the. the exact uh, it's like name. a uh, romaine salad with uh, yeah. stuff in it. But I made because there's a <laughs> nationwide uh, romaine recall right now. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I used something else. Right. We've been uh, we've been getting our we've been not using romaine since mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Even though I know we can get good safe stuff from California and sticking with. The greenhouse stuff that we get from Campo Rosso at the mm-hmm. market, which mm-hmm. isn't necessarily romaine, but is actually kind of way better. So mm-hmm. I actually picked up a bunch of that this morning before I got here. So Awesome. I can't say I knew about the romaine recall when I went shopping for the thing. I just went to a store that didn't have romaine, but they had this light green sort of bok choy-esque thing. So I was like, well, that seems like it'll work. That'll so, work, for sure. And I probably would still eat the rom- eat romaine I don't know. I yeah, like to you sort can of come to roll the dice. Come to my Acme in Jersey. We got romaine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that <laughs> is the wall of romaine. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I had a romaine salad the other night at uh, Quality Eats, which was good. And you didn't die. Congrats. I didn't die, yeah. Um, why would you write another cookbook? Because I am a glutton for punishment. Right. And I, <laughs> and I love the long, painful process yeah. of... Writing and and testing and collaborating and and waiting and all that because so, I already did it once and then I figured I'd just do it again immediately. So well, your your previous book was an award winning book, um, won Food Fifty Two uh, Piglet competition for those people that care about that. That's kind of a big deal in the yeah. That was kind of that was pe- kind of, that was people, kind of a fun thing. People so. that cook from cookbooks care about the piglet. Um, that was fancy desserts, and I remember picking it up, going, "Oh God, this is not like a book I've ever read before," and that felt really good. I also felt like trying to get into your vibe and understand where you're coming from. Um, you're not always trying to be pleasant. <laughs> uh, you're not always trying to be everybody's best friend. You're not always trying to make it. Hey, you can do this; it'll be fine. Like I'll show you exactly how to do it. But you do allow people to do what you're doing, and you did make it simple. It was just a different viewpoint and trying to help people understand how you think. At least that's how I took it. That's did cool. I, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, that works. Okay. That works. Did you have to, did you get any pushback in the editorial process about voice or about, you know, not hewing so closely to sort of the, the, the tropes of pastry cookery? And and the, and again, that sort of like very pleasant thing. Did or did were you? Did you have an editor that kind of allowed you to to just be yourself for for, fancy for the desserts? first book and and for this one? Although it, I mean, it seems that you have been allowed to, <laughs> to come through on the you. page. Um, for fancy desserts, it was fancy desserts was like was absolutely a total collaboration between mm-hmm. myself and. Uh, Jason Fulford and Tamara Shopson, yep. mm-hmm. who did the photography and um, design. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of that, like a lot of the imagery, I would, I, we did a thing for that book that it was definitely different than other cookbooks that yes. I've heard about because I would send them half written 
recipes and half-written headnotes, and they would base images on that. Cool. And then they would come and we would take photos. So a lot of the, the, the photos in that book are like conceptual or whatever. Like that's all them. Like I didn't have anything to do yeah. with that. They would just, they wouldn't even tell me what they were going to do. They would just say, give me a spoon and a bag of sugar and three rhubarb tarts or whatever. And I would give it to them. And then I wouldn't even stay in the room. And then they would take the pictures and then I would see it later. Wow. Um, so it was awesome because I had complete... 100 million percent trust in their artistic vision or whatever yeah. and like they surpassed it mm. by like 30 fold or whatever mm. so mm -hmm. um but in terms of like the actual writing in the book the uh i mean it uh somehow it just it it, it worked um, yeah you're a pretty good writer i mean you've been writing for a long time i mean that's i i i, I actually went to school for writing you did a billion years ago do you know that i looked up where you graduated oh god and no. i thought you got a history degree no okay then it was wrong it's an english degree all right but, uh, but i never other than you know writing instagram posts i never, don't use it so well um, and right. books and two yeah, books and books and how you actually create things um you got 90 recipes in here uh the superiority burger cookbook um it feels completely different than what you've created before. Same voice, but the way the book appears and the way the recipes are presented feels really different. Feels specifically of a place. Feels specifically of, it feels like we're in the restaurant with you and, and it's completely contextualized around the people who eat your food and the people who make your food and then we get some pictures of your food as well. Yeah, well then that's that was the point. Like okay. it, was, it wasn't, like Fancy Desserts was supposed to be, I don't even know what it was supposed to be, but it is, it ended up being what it was. Like this, the Superiority Burger book is supposed to be fully a document of like the initial opening of the restaurant. And then all of the the photos of people in it are actual regulars at the mm -hmm. restaurant. We held specific photo sessions so that we weren't gonna just take random pictures of strangers, you know? So it was kind of awesome. We like, it was really kind of stressful to like get everyone in the space at the same time and yeah. just around, you know, and have it not look staged. Mm. Um, so it was like half staged, I guess. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. at the same time, these are these are people because we have amazing, incredible regulars that come all the time. Like we have people that come almost every day, um, people that order delivery all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's um, and it's there's a certain amount of commitment to like being a regular at a place where there's only six places to sit. Mm. Yeah. Like because. If what if you want to bring your parents in, and then that's you. That's already three. Yeah. Like, chances are there's not going to be three seats in a row. Maybe a, sometimes, but so it's like we're very dependent on weather too. Like today will be slow because it's it's drizzly out. Sure. Mm. Um, if it's a beaming bright sunny day, we'll be totally slammed. So. So you left El Posto. I did. And. It, that's been a number of years ago. Uh, and then you went right into building Superiority Burger. I think I tasted that burger. You did a thing with Lucky Peach. Uh, yeah. After the Media Awards after mm. a couple of years ago, right? And oh, that, yeah. That we, did a, we did a thing. It was uh, Ladner and Marco yeah. did a gnocchi thing at the Williams-Sonoma. Yeah, that's where and I we, And for some reason, it made sense from the Lucky Peach people that we would serve veggie burgers right. after, after this gnocchi <laughs> yeah. thing, which I thought was ridiculous, so of course I agreed. And actually, that's one of my greatest re regrets is that event. <gasps> Why? We, because my, my partner, Matt, who actually helped me write the book and also has been with me since when we did all the pop-ups and when, before we opened the restaurant. Yeah. But we, it, that was before the restaurant opened, that particular event, and it was at a Williams-Sonoma. Yeah, in Time Warner Center. As we were planning it, like we're getting everything prepped and we're driving up to the Time Warner Center and he's like, you know, we really fucked up because what we needed to do is protest, is have a fake protest at this event. And like I would I would come with like placards and like ruin the event and protest Superiority Burger's appearance at the Time Warner Center. <laughs> and, as, and the more we talked about it and then we got there and then we did the event and, and then afterwards like we left and we're driving back and we're like, why didn't we do that? Like what... And I was like, well, we would have ruined Mark Ladner and Marco Canora's gnocchi event of doing this 
amazing, beautiful, perfect recipe, that would have totally sucked. And we were both like, yeah, but wouldn't it have been awesome, you know? So one of my biggest regrets that we didn't protest our own appearance at the Williamson. Right. So. Uh, well, that's the first time that I met you. Um, and I'm sure you don't remember because I was crashing that party as well and crashing that event. Uh, I just happened upon it to buy something at Williams-Sonoma and then saw the Lucky Peach people there and said, what the hell's going on? Mm. Uh, I stood beside Mark for a while and uh, was just chatting him up. And then I'm like, and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know that no, I don't. Not, no, you know I'm an idiot. Mm. No, I didn't know anybody. Uh -huh. And he's like, oh, I'm Mark. And, I'm, what and do he's you like do? the and most like, unassuming. Like, yeah. But he had his dishwasher shirt on. Probably. Ladner's awesome. He is the best. And then also you, and you show up, and you're you, and you guys don't show up as guys that um, I would pretentiously think are doing fine dining at the time. And that made you really, really interesting to try to figure out what were you doing. And that's when I started paying attention to you and following you to understand what's this guy's deal and why is this person showing up from a fine dining restaurant and you're you, and it's pretty incredible and exciting to see what you've been able to do. There's, I don't know, there's no point in that, it's just to we say. We call this I think the Sloppy BJ segment? <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> <coughs> We're getting there. All right, Lori, Sorry. go ahead and uh, undermine me. That's what I do. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to go back to the, uh, book talk a little bit, because you had said something interesting in an interview that I either listened to or read recently about the economics of writing a cookbook and oh, yeah. you know the idea that mm -hmm. you're, you're offered this what seems like a great big amount of money a five-figure you know uh advance to write a cookbook but then when you actually look at where that money goes you 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 break even at best you know or you might pocket a couple thousand dollars so can you talk a little bit about that because i think that that's a common misconception about right, this business a, you're, you're putting out a cookbook you're going to be rich or right. yeah yeah i mean not all cookbooks sell either mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. a lot of cookbooks come out mm -hmm. um but yeah it's a, it's a figure that you get let's say let's let's call it sixty thousand mm -hmm. dollars or something mm -hmm. um now immediately you have tax liabilities so mm -hmm. take that yeah. out mm -hmm. and then you have and then you pay your photographer mm -hmm. and sunny shokre took all the photos for this book and they're incredible i mean yep. Um, obviously in this, this is a black and white version of it, but the color version, they're like very, very yeah, they're gorgeous. We they're, got a sample of those. Good. They're beautiful. She's like, she's, she was my first choice mm. when we started and she's actually, um, more of a portrait photographer, mm. but I worked with her on some stuff before and I was like, do you want to, I, I basically chose her because her portrait photog photography was so good and also she was so easy to work with mm. that I was like, this is, there's no way this isn't going to work. Yeah. So, um, so you pay the photographer. Um, maybe you have to pay some recipe testers, co-authors, edit mm -hmm. half, like your personal editor as opposed mm -hmm. to your editor at the, at the publisher. publisher, you know? Uh -huh. um, and then what if you decide to do any like traveling to go... Mm -hmm to go somewhere to do something for the book. I didn't, I didn't for either, either book mm -hmm. because, you know, initially I was like, oh, there's going to be this money. So let's go to California and hang out with Robin who runs the brown rice, the place we get the brown rice from. Like mm. we could get awesome pictures. And I told mm -hmm. Sunny and she's like, yeah, totally. Let's do that. You know, right, right away. I was like, well, there's no, there's not going to be any money to do that. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically like, you know, a cookbook advance just immediately disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not like, you don't, you're not, it's not, you don't put out a cookbook to make money. I, you can put out a cookbook because you feel like you want to put out a cookbook or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. As a, I mean, do you consider it a brand extension? I imagine those words are probably revolting to you, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, the, I mean, honestly, I'm not sure. And I actually had some, some friends, people that work in other restaurants, bakeries, whatnot, like. When they knew that uh, the book was coming out, saying stuff to, to me like, what, or you're, well, you're not going to put the burger recipe in it, right? Like, why would you do that? That seems ridiculous. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I actually never thought of that up until that point. You and mean in like, terms oh, of yeah. if somebody makes the burger at home, what's their incentive to come and buy well, it? Well, also, and then the more I thought about that and I was kind of tortured by it, and then I was like, well, 
we actually sell everything so cheaply at the restaurant yeah. mm. that it might be more expensive to go to the store and buy it, it than is. to actually mm. like Definitely. come to the Definitely. come and suffer through the six seats and the rain and yeah and sit in the restaurant mm. in the crowd. Cra- when I say crowd, that it's only fifty square foot dining area. So if there's eight people in there, it's crowded. It's a crowd. Yeah. Um, are you also were they were your friends concerned that what somebody might take the recipe and then start their own knockoff or 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 yeah like take take the recipe and then make a bunch of money off it because mm. they're like well you're not making any money off of it mm. and it'd be weird if someone else did and mm. then all I could think of was like I, I would be honored if <laughs> someone would rip it off and make a bunch of money off of it that would be kind of funny really I would actually be honored if someone ripped off the entire book and started their own version of the restaurant somewhere else. Like, that would be totally cool. Great. Listeners, I would, I would, don't I wouldn't be do upset that. No, that do it. Do it. Tag us on Twitter. <laughs> Let us know. Superior order, superiority. See, I can't say it with my, with my uh, speech impediment, so you mm. say it. Superiority burger. Beautiful. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter. Just let, let you know. Right. Or not even. Yeah. Maybe I find out about, like, what <laughs> these guys. What are they, what are they doing? You know? And then you're going to remember, like, oh, no, I wanted this. Oh, I, 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 I said that was okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think one unintended, I don't know, maybe, it's, maybe it's intended, but one unintended sort of effect of a book like this is when you're cooking through it, you realize how much work goes into something that might seem really simple, but, you know, it's, there's, like, the charred broccoli, for instance, there are several different components going on there, and they each have their own recipe. And... I, to me, it makes me appreciate the work of a restaurant cook more. Uh, I may or may not ever, you know, take the time in my day to shop and do and, you know, exactly follow the recipe to make these things. But I will definitely come back with a greater appreciation of, shit, that's, this is a lot of work. You know, I mean, there's nuts, there's a sauce, there's the, the eggplant. I mean, there's a lot of right, stuff so going on. That's, I mean, that's one of the more, I guess, Baroque salads that mm, we have in, mm-hmm. t- in terms of like, just a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and we try to balance it out. Like when we have the the specials board, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you got anything from that last mm-hmm. night, or if it, it might have been like pilf, like pillaged at that point mm-hmm. because we had a pretty rough afternoon yesterday. Uh. But we try to have the salad special switch. So like there's one thing that's like sort of complicated and then mm-hmm. the one thing that's not complicated at all. Like mm-hmm. my favorite thing being basically blanched broccoli rabe that is very quickly... Um, thrown on the griddle with some pickled shallots, mm-hmm. olive oil, chili, lemon, salt, pepper. Like, really, really simple. Like, to the point that some people... I mean, granted, there is... That broccoli rabe has to be blanched perfectly right. and ice-bathed and and then dried out, and then the shallots have to be pickled and then packed up. And then if you're standing next to the cooling container of pickled shallots that are without a lid on them and say maybe mm. talking to someone mm. and then you leave and go somewhere else, you smell like an Italian deli sandwich or clothes <laughs> for months, you know? <laughs> so you're hoping that that doesn't happen to you. Yeah. Um, but like that. And then, so we'd like to kind of like mix it up. So there's like some, a simple thing, maybe a more complicated thing. And then maybe something that's just like kind of outlandish or something. Mm, so. mm-hmm. Um, I have so many questions for you. Um, I want to talk about the difference between your burger and the sort of the new breed of burger, veggie burger. No, why didn't you bleed? make it bleed? Why doesn't <laughs> yours bleed? I've got, I've got, I got that one. Yes. Um, okay, please. To me, like the, the, like the bleeding burgers or whatever. Yeah. To me, as I can, cons- I consider myself an expert on fake meat mm, because mm-hmm. I spent right. so long eating it. Um, I don't really see them being that much different than, say, like a Boca burger. Mm, mm-hmm. I think there's maybe $150 million more research put right. into texture. Yeah. But in terms of flavor, it's still got that kind of like strange umami that's like lab grown yeah. almost, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I like Which it. I'm not saying I don't like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm also saying that that's totally against, not against, it's not what we do here. Like the, mm-hmm. the burger that we serve at the restaurant is you're supposed to see it as, are you supposed to be able to, it's recognizable yeah. as what it is. You could pick yeah. it apart and go, oh, that's a carrot. Mm. That's a piece of quinoa. Sure. That's a piece of barley, that kind of thing, you know? So like, I, I don't know. I like to see it like there may be, maybe like the bleeding burgers are kind of like, like, uh, like the band Loverboy. <laughs> 
you know following, what I mean? keep Please going, I'm with you. So, like, the think of that like Lover Boy album with like the the leather pants, yes, mm-hmm. and like the yep this thing, you know, the cross finger, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like hairy arm, yeah, and like the the butt might be a woman, might be a man, right? You maybe you maybe it's like is it you're not sure what it is, you don't, know. and at a certain point, Lover Boy was. Totally ubiquitous. It was mm-hmm. everywhere, you know, like mm-hmm. working for the weekend, mm-hmm. turn me loose, you don't stuff have to like that. To me, I'm with you. Very like heavily financially backed, mm-hmm. um, but also like, you know, it's lover boy. You know? <laughs> so, so there's so then you have lover. <laughs> I don't know. So then okay. maybe yeah. that makes maybe then in my mind, I guess could then Superiority Burger be Devo. If we're talking the now, same Devo's era. played an important role in your life. If we're talking the same era, so then like maybe, but there's room for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, can both. You know, maybe like for sure. Maybe like the drummer from Devo is like, man, the the first 15 seconds of working for the weekend like have some really serious thing going yep. mm-hmm. there. So, and then maybe we can use it to undermine uh, capitalism and, <coughs> and and put on hats and make statements yeah. about the world in which we both profit and have to live in and rage against. Exactly. I think the bleeding burger is really made for like those Bill Clinton vegans, you know, who are like, they want, they still want the meat, they want the the bloody, they want all the things that they had when they were in control of the decisions they were making. But now this, a doctor or someone told them they are going to die if they don't (laughs) change their habits. So they drink non-alcoholic beer and the spirits that yeah, ha- don't have alcohol and they the bleeding burger and all those facsimiles. Maybe they have a real doll. I don't know. That's a personal thing. But oh, they have a real doll. Hey, can we play a game? Oh, Will. Will. <laughs> hey, Will. What talking Time for points, a game. What talking points haven't we covered that you'd like us to cover as part of this cookbook tour? I, are you sure? Okay, other than the sloppy BJ, which I'm coming back to, here's what I like about not you. not cutting that. Can I tell you what I like about you? Is that okay? You oh, God. You don't have to look <laughs> in my eyes. You don't have to look in my eyes. Look past me, just like everybody else does. Here's what I like about you. You seem to put massive constraints on yourself constantly. Um, whether it's put yourself in fine dining and figure out how can I do me and, and create amazing an amazing experience and delicious food in a in this constraint where expectations are something else. Then you do superiority burger and it's how can I do amazing things in a tiny, tiny space that things that you love and that you're proud about. And that's, I like how hard you make it on yourself. Yeah. Great. I was actually talking when I was at the market this morning, I was talking to Rick Bishop from mountain sweet berry farm. Cause I picked up some ramps from him and, uh, Chris and Jesse, who run Campo Rosso, who are across on Friday morning, um, and he was ta- and Rick was talking about you know crones that oh, like root. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, the, they're like they're know. like about this big. They're kind of bulbous. I, you only really ever see them occasionally at like really fancy restaurants because they're super expensive okay. and like they don't really taste like anything. Yeah. And they like, sound great. Yeah, related, and it's so, related to sunchokes, maybe. Yeah, or? definitely. Yeah. But Rick was describing growing them Mm. and that growing them and harvesting them and then selling them is a total loss. Mm, mm -hmm. And then he was like, and they kind of almost don't really taste like anything either. But then he was like, but I'm bringing them back this summer. (laughs) And I was like, that's amazing because like, and then we started talking about the whole concept of like maximum amount of effort for smallest possible amount of return. Yeah. Um, And then like writing a cookbook. Sure. I mean, well, that's, I mean, there, there could be a good return. There could be. You know, yeah. But, like, in terms of, like, the constraint part, like, the constraints of the space that we have, um, I both adore it and hate it. And it, ha- and it affects every second of every day, the constraints. Like, we run out of flat space. We run out of uh, burners to cook things right. on. We run out of oven space. We run, we run out of, we, we're constantly running out of space. Every restaurant is running out of is always running out of space. So, mm-hmm. But you well, really are. I think maybe part of it is sort of like a penance because I worked at Del Posto for seven and a half years where there's nothing but space. Mm-hmm. Um, literally nothing. But th- there were times when we actually did run out of space there, which was ridiculous because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's huge. Um, but no, I like the constraints and I like the, the like packed nature of like everyone kind of packed into the room yeah. um, or in the kitchen. But also like, it's uh, 
it's a really comfortable kitchen to work in. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure why it shouldn't be. Um, but everyone, most of the people, most, most people yeah. that, that work there or have worked there always comment like it's, it's, it feels good in here. Like it's, it doesn't, mm. I don't feel particularly cramped, but part of that too is that I've always, at least since opening the restaurant, like it's a fully collaborative thing. Like I'm not the, I'm not the God, you know, if anyone has anything to bring to a recipe or something like I'm all ears. Like as long as it makes sense within the context of the restaurant, then um, then we like put it on the menu or like run a special, you know? So, um, but you still uh, have like veto power, right? I mean, or, or, I mean, sure. But also like it usually it's the kind of thing where someone will say, I want to do this or they, maybe they just do it or maybe they make it for family meal. Mm -hmm. And then we like, we're like, wow, that's amazing. What, how can we make that work within our weird, not aesthetic, but our weird framework? Like, we're mm. not an Italian restaurant. Right. We're not a Japanese restaurant. We're a veggie burger restaurant. And veggie burgers mm. are dumb. <laughs> like, so that immediately puts us in a different sort of category where, like, if, we go, if I go to the market and I buy amazing chicories and we make this yeah, yeah. beautiful chicory salad, um, we're selling it at a veggie burger restaurant that only has six seats. That immediately mm. makes it, like, seem kind of silly you know yeah so, mm -hmm. so i guess our if our, our silly is kind of our theme like we're not an italian restaurant we're a, a silly restaurant or whatever but in like a, the, the most positive way right mm -hmm. a food know? that you're gonna love but why the hell are you making it right and it's great and that's the cookbook too which is you do get the sense of this is work uh making the burgers i made the burgers okay? and two other dishes at the same time i got the sense of how what i kept thinking was my kitchen isn't much, I don't think it is bigger than your kitchen. So I was constrained. And then I started thinking about how do you make this burger every day plus everything else? It's, there's a lot of coordination. There's a lot of, sure, sure, lot of sure. stuff that you got to figure out yeah. how you're going to get it done. It's also, it's also kind of, it, it, whenever it gets really bad in terms of like we have no space, we have no, the fridges are full, like how are we going to do this? Then it, all of a sudden it'll, it'll seem like the end of the world and then, I'll be like, God, why didn't I have? Why didn't? Why did we pick this space? Why right. didn't we pick a bigger space? Like, but I mean, there were financial constraints to getting whatever we could because right. Manhattan is an mm -hmm. expensive place to get property. And you're selling yeah. veggie burgers. Yes, we're selling six dollar veggie burgers, which you know isn't the highest. Doesn't make you tons of money. Right. You know, so. Right. But then all of a sudden, sometimes it'll be like, it's 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 like a you get this high where you're like, we just pulled this off. Yeah. yeah. Game. Games. So you said we have a new game, and you haven't told me what it is. So. Well, um, this one is just for Brooks. Brooks, I know you get really inspired uh, by other recipes and like seeing and looking at them, and you've written about it in Bon Appetit. If this doesn't ring a bell, you wrote a whole thing about getting inspired by other recipes and, and stealing from them. Does this ring a bell? Oh, for sure. Good, because yeah. you wrote that, and then I got really scared that I was on the wrong path. Uh, so I collect old cookbooks and normally church cookbooks. Oh, cool. Uh, or weird. Oh, the, yeah, Spiral Bound. Yeah, Spiral Bound, always. They're the best. So I was just wondering if you could uh, let us know. Like, We, we will post it, uh, post this recipe, because you can't. You cannot copyright recipes. Uh, yes, that so, we do. So we're going to share this. Uh, if you would, just, you know, if you flip through here and find one recipe from A Taste of Salt, Air, and Island Kitchens. Wait, so where is, is, where's that from? Uh, this is the Ladies Auxiliary of the Block Island Volunteer Fire Department. And shout out to President Cheryl Blaine in 1986 for really pulling this together. And there are lots of people on the cookbook committee. But if you could, just flip through here. No, those are good. Like even whoa, the whoa, way whoa, that whoa. it tra transferred. Yeah. Tra Go. It goes you want from your this hands first on that. Go font. Ahead. Like yep. this font and this picture. Yep. And then this one with the, the, the border here. Yep. There's no consistency. But There's then straight in like this very, very specific like 80s kind of. Yeah, 80s. Oh, that, the bubble hard. letters very, that very, are yeah. you know the iron was, on yeah. on your baseball mm. jersey. Yes. So if you would, uh, and you've got 30 seconds to find a recipe <laughs> that you're really excited about, that's the game, and then we're going to post it. Uh, and then we'll play uh, a hurry ball game. Oh, no. <laughs> what? You know, lemon bisque. Tell me more. Lemon Read bisque. it out. Why are you excited? Um, because we've got evaporated milk. We've got lemon jello. Um, Great. We've got vanilla cookie crumbs. So yes. I'm, I'm figuring it's that it's going to be that like kind of like opaque, uh, kind of like jello-y, 
milky yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing, you know? Yeah, um, that, and then you they got would some, serve you got in my public school crumbs. cafeteria. Yep, eight, eight by eight inch pan, classic. Wow. Um, and it only takes three hours to chill. So That's you not can long. have that very fast. You could have that and Francisco could have. And, and it's lemon bisque. That sounds really good. Is that presented as a savory course? Because that sounds like some dessert to This me. sounds desserty, and of course I went straight for dessert. But well, I but you were in, in the... But you it's in the, it's in the, in the front of the, the book. Uh, you were in the appetizer the appet- section. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So, true. Uh, and then I've got one more. Uh, same game. Uh, different book. It's the Better Homes and Gardens Cookies and Candies from 1966. If you could find one for us. Oh my um, God! Also, I mean, like, like just the way this, like the, yeah. the texture on that. Yeah, we'll it's, it's my childhood. Mm. Right and like, there. Yeah, those pictures. Like, so my mom had the uh, the the food cards, the recipe cards. You know, that had the hideous photo. Uh, you, well, you were saying what? Seventies what? Seventies seventies dinner party. Which is a great Twitter account. Yeah, to wonderful, wonderful. So that's that's the vibe we're going. Molded items, uh, and I know Almost that looking exclusively at a, molded. Yeah, yes, yeah. certainly. Yes. Yeah. Now yes. my mom makes a great pear salad, which you take canned pears, puree them, add in lime jello, and some cream cheese. It's fantastic. Oh, always with the cream cheese. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um, when I worked at Campanile in the early two thousands. Um, we never used fresh pears. We only used canned pears. They're so good. They're so good, but and like they're really, soft, they're and they're like, ready it was to like go. Nancy Silverton found the best, best mm. canned pears you could possibly get. So, all right. So well. we're not talking Cisco. We're talking like yeah, we're some talking sort like, of specialty. Yes. We're talking Dole, because <laughs> that's what we got. My grandmother used to make a salad. Uh, loosely, the, the word salad barely applies here, or really doesn't apply at all. But it was green Jello. It was a green Jello mold. Perfect. And in it were su- was suspended sliced green pimento olives, wow. little tiny baby shrimp, and sliced onion. Wow. Like, that's, yeah, that's, wow. that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's that's really good. So tough. But, you know, a, a beloved. Brooks, thing. I hate to interrupt because I think you're having fun. <laughs> well, see, what I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, what I'm looking for is uh, what my grandmother would, would have called, she called it divinity. Yeah. Oh. Which is gelatin egg whitey yep. like basically like a nougat yeah but that your grandmother would now have my made. grandmother yeah. would have put a lot of she did some that had a shit ton of powdered sugar sure on yeah it. And, a, and then some was like just a, on wax paper individual without the powdered sugar right I, I feel like i'm in the divinity section right now but well, i'm not seeing maybe it has a different name maybe divinity was just her name for it i don't know so well Am- ambrosia is you're that? running out of time uh, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, I know. All right, funny face cookies. Great, there funny face done. cookies. Done. Uh, we're going to describe those. They are, we've got some shortening, some brown sugar, light molasses, milk, vinegar, interesting, some flour, soda, salt, ginger, cinnamon, raisins, assorted candies, coconut, wooden skewers. See, that's, see, that's, Damn. I wow. picked it, I picked it because of the title, but now I'm like, maybe I didn't, maybe I picked it because my, my inner ec- extra brain saw yeah, all the words. You knew where it was going. And what you do is after you make the cookies, you are going to use uh, use a small spatula to spread dough around the skewer if dough separates, and then you're going to decorate the faces with raisins, candies, and coconut, and then you bake that for 15 to 20 minutes. So we're going to have nice, crispy, burnt faces. Faces. That's good. We could have a lot of fun with that. Uh, readers, or listeners, listeners. Ah, Readers. Li- well, I was reading. Uh, listeners, uh, if you do make the funny face cookies, please send us pictures. Uh, and um, we will not share them because this could be terrifying. We have one more game. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, two more games, and we have to do both of them quickly because we got to get you out of here. Uh, all right. You have two to choose from. Um, Haribo, you've got uh, Smurfs or you've got Fizzy Cola. Lori brought these in. Tell us more. Uh, well, I, I told I when I did the monologue, I talked about them. Okay, but, uh, so our yeah, our listeners are... have already heard all about them. Which would you choose, like off the shelf? Which one are you going for? Well, I mean, I'm going for the the I'm going I'm going for the the cola yeah. because mm-hmm. there's a, like an exfoliating sugar <laughs> malic yes. acid layer on it, whereas the Smurfs are kind of like creepily smooth. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm sensing that the this is going to be like a more this is going to have more, be re- more rewarding texturally the cola. than yeah. this one, even though the flavor on this one might be good. I think you're right. 
mm-hmm. because it's blue. All right. Even so, though. <laughs> right. But also yes. like 149, it seems like that, that's a lot. That's pretty cheap. 149 is for the, very for good. I that yeah. goes into that. Absolutely. Well, this, is, this is my local store where most of the candy seems to have fallen off a truck from <laughs> East Germany, 1987. So if you would, uh, would you have a fizzy call? Let us know how you feel about it. Sure. And if you could uh, describe it would, the experience. It would be my pleasure. Great. <laughs> and you can have two. Will, do you want one? Get in there. <laughs> I like the use of the word exfoliating, which is, I think it's just a nice way of saying like it rips the shit out of the inside of your mouth, right? Sure. If you have too many, which well, there's no way not to have too many. Also, like, why is the, why is it sweet? Why is it sour cola? Why isn't it? But yeah, cola is sour. It is. Can you describe your uh, experience um, with Vizzy Cola? Yeah, because if it didn't have the, the outer yep. crunchy coating, um, that would just be the cola. Yeah, and they flavor. have those. They right. have those, and it's just and those, the gummy. That's, that's weird. Yeah, they're disappointing. Although it has its time and place, but sure. I think this one, this version of the cola with the coating is better. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, so congratulations. That's a game you, you won. <laughs> you we, also play, we also play a game called Lots of Likes. It's too difficult to explain, but get ready, because you just have to tell us, all the things that you like in a short amount of time. Or you can tell me to fuck off, which is how you win the game or you run out of time. Either way. Okay. All right? Yep. So when you're tired of it, you say fuck off or you'll, you'll just run the clock. Ready? Mm-hmm. What do you like? Pizza. What else do you like? Today, just pizza. What else do you like? <laughs> um, Joe's Pizza. Who's Joe? Um, the one on Bleecker Street. Oh, okay. Uh, any kind of pizza from Joe? Regular old pizza. Well, describe that. Because um, you're, you know, I grew up in Indiana, and regular old pizza means something else there. It means pizza. Regular old pizza from Joe's Pizza on Bleecker Street. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, what do you? Why do you like it? Because it's always, they don't, re, you don't. There's no. It's not no reheating. You just, you just get it. Right. In and normal then, places, you're like, give me a slice, and they're like, okay, I'll throw that in for five minutes and crisp it up for you. Right. This is just ready to go. Wow. That sounds good. Do they have a heating? Uh, cabinet or it's just like it's fuck just, the health department we're just no it's just it they make you. it and then people come get it they throw oh, it okay that's it's, it's that fast. it's that okay much of a turnover what okay. else do you like um other than pizza like i mean you can ask my friends they'll they'll be they, they will tell you like he literally only likes pizza Fine. So. you won <laughs> game over you ding, won ding, 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 ding. good job congratulations i'll eventually uh, superiority burger will eventually be a pizza restaurant but i'm Seriously? not i'm not ready yet so. what <laughs> Do you want to the end. Out? Okay. <laughs> hey, Brooks, thanks so much for joining us. Everybody, buy the book. Bye. Close this out. Should I do that again? Yeah. Bye. That's nice. That's terrible. That's nice. We're going to cut that shit. No, with a we're knife. not. We're leading with it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. All right. This is not an unfuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been all over the world. Mm hmm continue to go all over the world. Um, you've been in really difficult places. I- if you were to kill me, mm-hmm. where would you hide my body? Hmm. Where would I hide your body? I mean, where w- do I have the option to remove it to a, like a, Absolutely. You don't have to kill me on site, right? You could just right. take the body there. Uh, yeah, ideally, I'd, I'd kill you on site, you know, somewhere out in the Pine Barrens, you know, would probably be good. I don't know where that is. Uh, in Jersey, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, down by Cape the May. Road. Yeah, I'm headed um, there in a couple of weeks. I don't know. I mean, the classic method is, you know, we take a little boat trip. Uh, I shoot you in the head. Great. Uh, tie a bunch of tire rims to your uh, body at various places. And then using either a fillet knife or other sharp instrument, I have to open up your abdomen. Why? Uh, because even if I've weighted you down with the tire rims, right? Once you're you start to ferment down there, right? Mm. Uh, gas uh, is created by your rotting organs, which fills up your abdominal cavity, sure. and then you just pop up to the surface eventually, like a big crab-infested balloon, and wash ashore. Um, and that's not good. I you know I don't want that to happen. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I would guess this. You know, the sea is big. You know, <laughs> I would I would tie you to something really really heavy. Thank you. Open you up. Great. And you're going over the side. Fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> that is ha- what I wanted. Ha- happy to help. It's <laughs> not, oh, okay. Uh, it's not what I expected. I expected like a mountain. I expected, you know, somewhere exotic. And we're just going off the Jersey 
shoreline. You'd be in good company. I know. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you do pop it's up, home. there's one beach in New Jersey where apparently if you you know get dropped like off of, off of Manhattan, you know yeah. these guys all kind of wash up in the same area. I think. And Where's that? Like the Highlands? Beach town is or... no. Uh, yeah. But uh, look it up. Wow. Yeah, they they found a body, uh, a, a mob dump uh, near my house when I was a kid. I was very excited. They uh, they chopped up, put in one of those fifty five gallon oil drums, yeah. and pushed off the pushed off the road into a, a you know a drain like one of the little little stream in the in the meadowlands. Um, you don't want to be any place where they could dig you up. Hmm. You know where 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 you the, the, you know after a while underwater, they're not going to be getting a lot of information off of what's left. So I think that would probably be, probably be the best. It's comforting. It's comforting. Uh, when I'm at Cape May in a couple of weeks, yeah. I'll just think about you killing me and <laughs> dumping me out there. It's it's not unpleasant. I have to. I think like if you could take me to Cape May, I would really appreciate that. <laughs> Sounds like maybe there's some fan fiction in the works here, or, or some. <laughs> it, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's a means of execution. I mean, I would probably, you know, I would guess the. The traditional method is a twenty-two, uh, like a twenty-two pistol, uh, to the back of the head. The twenty-two being the preferred uh, caliber because, unlike a larger caliber, which will penetrate the entire skull, sure. the twenty-two is not powerful enough. It will go into your skull, into the cranium, and then bounce around in there like a little pinball, mm. causing all sorts of mayhem to your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ergo, more likely to actually kill you. Though the rear naked choke would actually be. Uh, very deadly and quiet. Let's talk about the rear naked choke. What is right. that? I mean, you're not actually naked. It's basically, I will stick, Could stand we be? behind you. Could we be? <laughs> put one arm in front, another one like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, just uh, choke off your uh, carotid and jugular until you go to sleep. And only I, unlike jujitsu, uh, I don't let up the pressure until you're dead. God. Damn it! All right, for for those uh, listeners who weren't able to see that, I, I believe you take one arm and put it like on the bicep of the other, and then fold your arm. Okay, up on the shoulder. All no, right, there, there's actually. You oh, you put on their so you shoulder. Slide your hand around this yep. part of your arm. Clip, All right, right, so there. the forearm the right on their here, neck. You, you, know, you grab your own bicep. You grab your own bicep and then, then, and then just, just compress. squeeze. All right, great. <laughs> Try it on your friends. Yeah. No, no, don't. we do not advise. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to help. Now, oh, Jesus Christ, Larry, that's the end of another episode. <laughs> holy, Is it? I holy gonna... fuck, Lori, that's the end of a goddamn motherfucking episode. I was going to say, is it? But it is. It is. I no, that's it. It's there's over. There's no devil's advocating it. It's, no, it's don't be contrary. Over. This is the end. It's over. This is the end. Okay. Listeners, come back next week. We have sure Please. have enjoyed you listening to us. The best way to do that, to make sure that you come back to us, mm-hmm. is for you to subscribe. Yeah. And your podcast iTunes. player of choice. Mm-hmm. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Do it. Get on there. If you're on... Um, a Google-ish device. Go there. Go to Google Play. You can get us everywhere. Stop yeah. waiting. Subscribe. Five stars as a mom. Do it. And ask one of your ask one of your young colleagues if you don't know how to do it. Because uh, you know I'm a fucking luddite. I can barely like turn my laptop on most mornings. Yeah, so, you just like, subscribed to our podcast, Lauren. I did like, last week. <laughs> 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 I don't like to learn new things. Well, neither do I. But here we are. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye.